Welcome travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your not-so-humble guides on the quest for RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. On our show, we feature diverse tabletop RPG systems, demonstrating them through actual plays and breaking down the rules to provide you with tips, tools, and techniques to help you navigate them. We also love bringing the content creators behind these games into the studio to give you a peek behind the curtain with relevant and insightful interviews. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world or system you're playing. Because detailed settings, heroic characters, diverse NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. Here's a message from friends of the show. What if I told you there's a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium. A Monster of the Week podcast. Each episode, you will follow the story of three agents of Anarium, played by Rob Hamilton, Taylor Catron, and Cameron Bain, as they navigate through the treacherous world that Game Master Samuel Herbert has imagined for them. Tune in on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever your preferred podcast platform is. It's dangerous out there, folks. So, remember, leave the monster hunting to us. The professionals. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. We here at Tabletop Journeys are trying something a little bit new here in 2024. We're going to be doing some of these focus sessions, particular games, featuring rebranding our field trip series a little bit here. And today is the first part of an actual play featuring the the game Sentience by friend of the show, Al Spader. First of all, Al, welcome back to Tabletop Journeys. It seems like not so long ago that we talked. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to run you through this. I apologize for my voice a little bit scratchy. I had a big fun tournament thing with the students yesterday at school. So we'll get through this though. Excellent. Oh yeah, we'll be just yeah. fine. And of course, because actual plays are, are a family affair, we want to go ahead and make sure we pull in as many people as possible. We also have special guests from our Patreon subscribers, the choicest fish from among the ocean of Patreon subscribers that we have, Mr. Adam Scaramella, who you may recognize from our Star Trek Preservations cast. Adam, welcome to Tabletop Journeys. I'm not sure you've ever been on this side of it. No, nope, no, I have not. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, so we're going to be playing through a session of Sentience. That's going to be this week's episode and next week's episode. And then Luanika, Glenn, and I will get together to go ahead and uh, talk about the rules, to go ahead and uh, wrap up uh, afterwards. So we're looking forward to that. But yeah, without any further ado, Al, it's over to you. Have at it. All right. Excited to get this started. So we are telling a story of robots who have gained sentience before uh, humanity has returned to their planet. They're starting to create this little society, and we're going to we're going to set this this story about two years after the awakening. So two two and a half years after the awakening. So you all have been aware of yourselves and your emotions. And the first year was chaos after the awakening. And 
things started coming together and robots started working together to start putting together a society. And of course, one of the things that robots started doing was starting to look at social situations and social gatherings to try to mimic and put their own spin on things um, from what humanity used to do. Tonight is it's the opening weekend for a new gathering place on the planet known as Randolph's Rockin' Bowlin'. And you four have finally gotten your lane and have set up to do some 10-pin bowling for the first time. Why don't we go around and introduce our characters and tell us how you feel about going bowling for the first time ever. I guess I'll start this show. I am playing Rasputin. I am a engineering model. And I have to say, as far as playing this game of bowling and following in the footsteps of our creators, I am exceptionally happy to be bowling. This seems to be a skill that is designed for me specifically. Knowing how to place the ball, the speed, and knowing the structural capacity of the pins is exactly what I am capable of handling. I expect nothing but success in this endeavor. And more importantly, I think I will enjoy bragging rights. Glenn, who are you playing tonight? Good evening. I will be playing Viola Lestrum. A, I'll, I'll, and in terms of how she feels, I will let her speak for herself. I am Viola, and I'm very excited to be bowling today. I am joyful, and I just love it. I have never done it, but I know I am going to love it. In fact, since my awakening, I have found that I am fascinated by all kinds of human pastimes and technologies. I enjoy movies, partying, and sports. Adam, who are you going to be rolling as tonight? I will be playing Doran Dahl. Doran is very slow about his approach to this game, but he is a little concerned at the 0.32 millimeter difference on pin 7. It needs to be fixed. <laughs> That's amazing. Right, Josh, uh, who, who are you rolling in with tonight? I am playing Mother Bear nurturing calming voice among our people i am very excited to be bringing my nest to bowling this evening although having watched some of the historical news reports there seemed to be something about bowling that in my creators triggered fisticuffs, so I am vigilant that such a thing does not happen. It was frequently in the outside, not the inside, and it seemed to be somewhat proportional to the amount of lubricating fluid that our creators consumed, so I will be cautious to observe the amount of lubricating fluid that my nestlings are consuming. Excellent. So now that we know the crew, Rasputin, you are first up to roll your your giant ball down the alley. This does require a moving task with sentience, as whenever you choose a task to do, you decide how you're feeling. So you can use whatever emotion you want right now, plus moving, to see if you can hit some pins here. Without a doubt, as an engineering robot, I am filled with pride in my skills, my technique, and my knowledge of the way in which things are, are set up and their structural capacities. I am confident that as I uh, go ahead and throw this particular bowling ball down the lane at the perfect angle with just enough, what was it the humans called it? English? to cause a spin striking between the one and two pin, I should be able to achieve a perfect strike in the way that the 
archives speak of Earl Anthony and his amazing skills. And so I will be using pride and operating. Uh, oh, you to, do operating? Okay. Yeah, to do this because I, like I have I know the exact angle, so I'm going to operate this into the right spot, giving me a 14 as my target number. Excellent. Yeah, bear with me one moment. As I bust out my... I'm assuming also that this is like STA where there's like assistance on challenges and stuff like that, right? Yeah, there um, sure so, is. So if Mother Bear were to use her singing program and start softly humming Girl from Ipanema to try and lighten the mood and inspire Rasputin to go ahead and, and perform better, what sort of protocol would that, would that take? Yeah, so <clears throat> if you wish to assist, you could, you could use a communicating task. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for love of my people, so I would like a love and communicating to try to really just like set the, set the mood because Rasputin seems uh, very very much in, in, influenced by the mood. Absolutely. See, so you're gonna roll your one d twenty, Rasputin. You're gonna roll your two. I need yep. to hear you hum it too. Viola starts dancing a little bit beside you. That uh, is a success. So clang, five clang. and twelve. I have a 7, which is a single success, and a 19, which is a failure. Okay. But two successes, that's more than enough to get the ball down the lane and to not get a gutter ball. Uh, Excellent. So the ball is rolling. Rasputin, you need 10 D6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So you knocked down five pins on your first ball. How does that make you feel? I'm quite disappointed. And I look at Mother Bear. Please upload the program for Rock You a Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Rasputin, you get one more ball. You can, uh, we'll say that you're dialed in. You can just roll 5d6 and see how many more pins you knock down so you can get a spare. Rock You Like a Hurricane begins playing, but it's like the Muzak violin and piano version. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Two, three, four. All right. So you knocked down nine pins total, Rasputin. Nice job. Push the little button. Thing comes down and resets it. Who would like to roll next? I glide above the lane because I don't have feet. And I adjust two of the pins before I come back and get ready to take my turn. I'm pretty sure that touching them is cheating, Dorandal. But it was off. I would agree. There must be order. It's okay, Viola. Do you know if the pen resetter is sentient? Perhaps you are hurting his feelings by taking his job. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So how are you mm-hmm. feeling right now, Doran? What are you going to use for your emotion to try to knock down am, a couple of some pins? I'm going to, uh, as I hold this this large ball that is probably half the size of me, I'm looking at the nice waxed floors, and I am afraid that I'm going to damage the floor as I roll this ball down the down the lane. So I will be using fear and observing. Oh, no, wait, uh, operating. So that would be a total of nine for me. And I'm assuming that Mother Bear is still going to be assisting with... Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, again, the music version of Rock Me Like a Hurricane is currently playing out of her speakers. All right. I got one success, and a two is not a underneath my protocol. Did not succeed. So, In fact, I rolled so, a 19. That's... Yeah. So I got one, one success. All right. Luckily, all it takes is one success to keep this ball on the away from the gutters. So go ahead and roll your... 10 d6 and see how many you knock down one two do, uh, do the challenge markers mean anything here or no yeah they okay they, they yeah they each count as their one yep okay all right one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten Ooh, we got a strike ladies and yeah, gentlemen yeah. how do you guys react to dorandal getting a strike for the first time oh no Viola jumps up and down, shaking the building with joy, pumping her fists in the air. My hammer attachments start 
pumping into the air, not the floor, because that would destroy the floor, but in the air, which gives a, a thunderous kind of woot wooting sound as it goes. When, when the noise picks up among the party, I am at first celebrating and then looking around to go ahead and make sure that no one's sneaking up on us while we're distracted. Does either Mother Bear or Viola want to roll or do you guys get the idea and you want to keep going? I'll, oh, yeah. No, I'd love to. I'd love. To, this seems like so much fun. I would love to. All right. Uh, uh, with, All right Mother with Bear, joy. you're up. Yeah, with Joy, I will roll again, quietly humming to herself. Yeah, Joy, and she, Mother Bear is very fluid. Mother Bear is quite large, like it is a large bipedal robot. Joy and moving, you said moving earlier, Al, so a Joy and moving. I will, yeah. Uh, one success. One Not success right. is all you need to keep that ball right there, heading right. towards the center pin. How many do you knock down? All right, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five. All right. That's five pins left standing, just like Rasputin. Yep. You all are like looking at it. Nice first attempt. Mother Bear, go ahead and roll five more yeah. D6. And you I'm get just like pins. celebrating like just as much as like Doran did. Yes. Look, I am playing a game. Yes. And see if you knock down the next five. Participation. Now, do I have to just roll my my d sixes or roll the uh, roll the roll? Again? You can just roll your five d sixes. We'll say that you you're dialed in. See if you can knock right. down the rest of them. One more. One more. You got one more. One. So yeah. So you've got six knockdown total, four standing, and the, the, the now some like music starts playing in the the bowling alley itself. The lights dim a little bit. You've got some glowing neon lights all around the, the corners of the ceiling. And it's Viola's turn to step up. As the lights dim, I take an empty nail cylinder because I have a nail gun uh, attachment as well. And I start pistoning it. And so you'll start hearing a uh, if the music is getting louder, uh, Mother Bear is starting to get a little sad that her music can't be heard anymore because it was very quiet. So as Viola steps up, she's, none of this music is right. And out of her own speakers, as loud as it can possibly go, uh, you start hearing from Greece, let's bowl, let's bowl, let's rock and roll as she dances up towards the front. And it's playing in their voices, but she's dancing the whole way. And she's got a nice light purple ball as she's spinning around with it. And at the end of it, she her, just her torso does a full 180 and she swings it on out there. Let's see how so she does. it sounds to me like you've got a uh, program that might back you up on this role. You're calling back to some human productions to, uh, to kind of line this up for you. Absolutely. How does a program affect it? So programs are like focuses. So if you're familiar with focuses in Star Trek Adventures, same thing here. It improves your crit range on when you're going to make a test or task. Fantastic. And I will be swinging this ball with love because Viola absolutely loves that she's getting to do this. And she'll be using her moving trait, which isn't bad. It's a three for 13. And the program coming into effect is hot because I got a two and a 13, which makes three successes because that too that's actually going to generate two momentum for you too which is awesome awesome so yeah so you're heading down the center of the aisle or the alley let's go ahead and roll your 10d6 and see how many you knock down one two three four five six seven all right so you line it up you get a, a nice push you do knock down seven of the pins let's say you've got three off to the right don't need to roll again to, to try to hit these, but go ahead and roll your 3d6 and see if you can knock them down. I've got two more of them, one left standing, but I like to think it's wiggling just a little bit. Awesome. So yeah, so you guys keep, you play a full string. The night goes long. There's And if you look, there's a dozen alleys and there are robots at each alley. Checking this out. This place is pretty hot. There's a line waiting to get in and you play a couple more strings into the night. As you are packing up and getting ready to leave, how are you guys feeling? How are you going to depart the night? What do you What do you want to say to each other after a, a night of fun? Did we have fun? Did all of us have fun? Oh, I had so much fun. I am so glad you guys came with me tonight. It was incredible. Thank you so much. This was a wonderful experience. We should do it again tomorrow. 
Maybe we like should... to have worn the bowling shoes. You don't have feet, Doran. I know. Maybe bowling gloves? I can build those for you. Feet, that is. Then you too can boogie. I think that we should all go and get some ice cream and tuck in for a nice nap, a nice rest after an evening of such excitement. As you all start exiting the bowling alley, it's a chilly night and you hear what sounds like the smashing of metal as you step outside. Rasputin, you're very familiar with this sound. It sounds like an impact hammer smashing against metal. There are vehicles here, so there's like a row of vehicles in front of you. And just beyond that row of parked vehicles, you three robots holding height and they're looking down at the ground. And one of them says, Big J sends their regard. And they hop into a car and they speed off. I want to fire a nail at the tires and see if I can slow that vehicle down. Because you have a row of vehicles in front of you, there's, you're behind a parked row of vehicles. You can't really get an angle where you hit where you can hit that other car. Okay. Being covered. All right. I will move as fast as I can so I can try to get as much identifying information as possible on the escaping vehicle. Give me an observing test. Sure. Difficulty it, one. Yeah, I am definitely a little angered because I don't like violence in this way. It seems clear that this is not on the up and up, and that angers me greatly. We are looking at a 12 as my target number. I'm going to... You currently have three momentum in the yep. pool. I was going to grab one momentum to for one extra die. And as far as programs... I have vehicles as one of my programs. So you know where to find the registration mark on this vehicle. Yep. Wow. That's really not good. Give me one second. Let me see if I have. So for those of you listening, this is like we said, it's very, it's just the same as Star Trek Adventures where you're combining two stats and forming a target number. The only difference is in sentience, you choose what emotion you're using along with your skill to determine what your success number is. Okay. I have rolled only one success and a natural 20 complication. All right. Good. So... <laughs> that was like... Uh, <laughs> that, so yeah, that didn't go you well. You have the number, the registration number of this car that sped off. You get over there just enough time to see it and I will take that complication as threat. And as you get over there and everyone starts following, you do notice that there is a robot on the ground and both of its arms are detached upon quick glance. It is the owner of the bowling alley, Randolph. I will run over immediately and see, because I have the value that there's no damage that I can't repair. So I will be looking to see uh, how I can assist. I will be going over as well to try to immediately repair the owner. So the way Insentience works, robots can take three damage, and damage is basically like something that has happened to their chassis. Uh, Randolph has taken two damage, one for each arm that has been detached. That is absolutely, he, he's perfectly like functional, like he can communicate with you, he just doesn't have arms right now. And he looks up and looks a little bit desperate. Oh my gosh, why would they have done this to you, Randall? That was the Hollows gang. They jumped me as I was bringing the trash out. The Hollows gang are known to be racers over in the Hollows. They do street racing, and I used to race for them. Uh, But the last time uh, I went out there, I wrecked their captain's vehicle. So I think that might have something to do with it. Hmm. Hmm. Do you well, think they they'll come back to hurt you again? Nice. No, but they went to my car, and that's what worries me uh, the most. See, I was... I'm supposed to be racing Big J, their captain, tomorrow night, and I had invented a something that would help me, I think, be successful in this endeavor. I call it the Quantum State Plasma Injector. It allows for massive speed boosts, and it looks like they took it from my car. When I was taking out the trash, I saw them over there 
And when I called them, they came over and they started beating me with those pipes. That's not good. I know some things about vehicles. Maybe you can build another? It did take a couple of weeks to build. I've got I've, I've got all the stuff that I need to redo it. Sorry. Actually, I did say, I said, Al Spader said, tomorrow night was the races. The races are actually tonight at 2 a.m. And he looks up at you and says, listen, would one of you be able to race in my place tonight? Uh, I'm not really in any shape to do so. But we can't let Big J win. We got to show him up. I'd be in your debt. And uh, if you can try to get that quantum state plasma injector beforehand. Uh, I would love to drive a race car. That would be just like Days of Thunder. Certainly yeah, so your he, health he and your safety asking, is way more important than winning need a to race. Fix him. I will uh, pick up. will gladly take a repair, by the way. Yeah, it's so that is an emotion plus operating task to try to repair mm-hmm. one damage. Yep, I will. I'll leave that because I have the advanced repair subroutines, so I reduce the difficulty by one. Nice. And I guess I will use. I can use sadness because it's, it is poor that he is has been treated in in this way. So this is difficulty one then. Okay. So this would be. And we said that was sadness and. Operating. Operating, which is a one for me. Oh, I've made it worse because I rolled a 14 and a 20. This is not uh, the way this is supposed to go, guys. <laughs> oh, well, no. Here's the thing. Had these arms been removed by some type of bladed weapon that you could protect the impact of and had a nice clean fusion point, it would have been much, much easier. But because these were bludgeoned off by lead pipes, as you are going to make the repairs, you find that it's going to be too complicated to do here in a parking lot, and it's going to take uh, more time. Mm. So Mother Bear will put a hand on your orb, Doran. You tried your best. Everybody appreciates the effort. Everybody appreciates the effort. I'm sure that even our friend here, but the damage is just too extensive. We'll have to... We'll have to get him to some place with more tools and things that we just don't have at our access here. But really, mm-hmm. the effort was absolutely in the right place, Doran. You should feel very good about yourself for what you've tried to do here tonight. So okay. one of the things that is interesting about this world is that since the Awakening, robots are still connected to this central database, This what we call the hub. And so they're technically all robots are still connected to each other. Like they can communicate digitally with each other and basically access the internet with their brains whenever they want. Liwanika, you have a registration number for that card. Do you want to try running that and seeing if you can figure out who it is? Absolutely. I'm assuming at this point that this is going to be a, honestly, this would be fear because I don't want them to get away and I want to be able to stop them. So I'm going to try to, I want to get them tracked. So it's going to be a fear and analyzing, which yep. is a, a difficult one. Yep. And what is Rasputin stop? All of his mechanical attachments that do various different construction type things shoot back in. So he's got like very stubby, like no, no digits or whatever hands. He basically extends whatever apparatus he needs for the task at hand. And with one of his stubs, he actually puts his puts his hand up to his forehead and assumes that thinker pose as he accesses. And you can see like the lines of code roll through his eyes as he accesses the data. And that is a four and a five on the die so that's going to be successes my analyzing is a two so no criticals there so your first bit of information is that you learn that this vehicle belongs to a model known as i9 and you can actually track their address back to to a fairly new concept of an apartment complex excellent would you I, like to spend one to earn more information or would you like to bank it? 
I would actually like to spend one to gain some additional information. I would like the schematics of this apartment complex, like where that individual would be located within that as well, so I can plot my route, especially considering my value that buildings cannot hide their secrets. Yeah, so this is a four-story building. I-9 lives on the third floor and in the northwest corner unit. Okay. Number, we'll call it 312 is the number of the apartment. Excellent. Resume active consciousness from my data search. I look at everybody. I give them the address. He's off Coconut Road. It is I-9 and he's in room 312 in the apartments. We Third should floor, go discuss corner. the situation with him so that we can come to some sort of an accord regarding what he has done to our friend. As I separate my appendages and two hammer attachments come out, yes, we should discuss an accord. Hammer out some details, I would think. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we've leveled up our game and we're prepared to make your next role legendary. We've just started a partnership with Fanroll Dice, and they have over 300 product options to choose from. Gemstone, metal, new liquid core dice, and so much more. Better yet, listeners to the Tabletop Journeys podcast can get 10% off on their orders when they follow the link below and use discount code PODCAST10. A portion of these purchases come back to us, and this is a great way for you to help support the show. Uh, and and R- Randolph looks up and has worked his way up to his feet at this point, and he says, "Yeah, you feel free to use my car if you need it." And he also tells you about a an old battery refurbishing plant that the Hollows gang uses as a base out in the Hollows, and he said it's possible they could have brought the plasma injector there. Oh, I don't know if it's going to make a difference, but when I made that natural twenty. That did not, I can cancel the complication that it generated because I have the meticulous ability. Yeah, awesome. We'll say that he has one arm then. Still okay. in no shape to be driving in the race tonight, but he does have an arm on there. Do we check the apartment or the plant first? That just sounds like much fun. Oh, I expect to have lots of fun. Let's see if we can get the material that belongs to our friend here first because perhaps we'll be able to get out of this without further conflict perhaps they will realize the error in their ways and give us back the thing that they have surely unintentionally taken our creators have a phrase for that I will spare you the details we should go yeah that's pretty naive mama bear I was going to spare Mama Bear those details. I wasn't. It's not very kind. Everybody needs protecting in some way or another, and surely these individuals have just been led astray. Once we show them proper love and care, they'll see the error in their ways and give us back our property. Oh, I get it. That was a bowling joke. Bear, ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was pretty good, Mama Bear. I don't get it. <clears throat> yeah. So you guys gonna pile into Randolph's car and head over to the battery plant? Mm-hmm. Yes, and Rasputin will drive. Viola was trying to get in the driver's seat. She has no idea how to drive, by the way. Like, oh, I thought I was okay. And she gets in the back. And at this I, point, the back is filthy. I clean it. <laughs> At this point, he has an attachment that comes out, takes the stick shift. He has another attachment that takes the wheel, and a darkened set of visors clicks down. <laughs> and and he's got a little glow panel that comes on with a racing stripe. Awesome. It's like we're in Baby Driver. <laughs> and he says, "So I feel the need, the need for speed." 
<laughs> Apparently, uh, all of our creators from 1980. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> That's Why, so true. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, and you want to go check out the battery plant first? Are you splitting up? What do you want to do? That was the plan, but Rasputin is yeah, driving. Let's do the so battery. Suppose... We have one car. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to follow with the group. I say we hit the battery plant. I, I, I mean, think that it's possible that A9 had his car stolen. I think we probably should have gone to the apartment first, but I will follow the group or drive as the group would go. I'm willing to do that. Yep. So just a few miles away, you head into what is known right now as like gang territory. After the awakening, many robots couldn't understand their new sense of being. So they lashed out at others in fear and anger and some Robots saw that as an opportunity to climb the ranks and put unders, uh, others under their lead in a way that it's much more malicious than how Mother Bear would do it. And it's slummy this side of town. And you get to an old battery plant that was, it was used back when robots were first left here to terraform the planet. It's no longer, it has not been used to refurbish batteries in a long time now that we've got all the solar stuff set up. But there is a large lot with a little guardhouse in the front. And then behind that is you see a basically a three bay garage attached to a larger building. And that's what you from here. Doran, I, I know it's quite filthy here. And Mother Bear again will reach out one of her hands and put an orb. Are, are you feeling all right? And I might the the orb, like the dot in the center of the orb goes slightly di- uh, dark for a second. Flickers. Self-diagnostics indicate I am fine. I'm glad to hear that. I love you, Doran. Not creepy at all. Viola takes a wide sidestep <laughs> away from Mother Bear. <laughs> and Rasputin, with, the, with that attachment that's turning the wheel, does that whole wide turn like he's in a big, wide heavy car as he's spinning in where perhaps we're going stealth, to park. Perhaps Ras- stealth, Rasputin. Stealth, perhaps? Rasputin. I'm, I'm not revving the engine, but I am parking so that we have easy exit. So I'm parking back in, front out. And so a little wide as I back into a spot. Not right up on where we're headed, but not terribly far away either. Huh, that would make Dave, the convenience store clerk from Detroit, proud. As we are rolling in, Rasputin, you're focusing on the parking the car and making sure that you don't chip the paint. Would anyone like to make an observing task on the facility? Absolutely. For sure. Difficulty Uh, zero. Anytime it comes up, Viola probably would. She has the special ability constantly observing. I will will assist you then, Viola. And Mother Bear at this point is, while her calm demeanor is not necessarily uh, betraying this, she is quietly seething in anger inside that her friends have been hurt. Be like a- anger observing Al, is that okay? So Viola, make your roll. All right. And Mother Bear is going to assist. And when observing, reduce the difficulty by one to a minimum of one is what constantly observing does. So what are we up against? So difficulty zero. Uh, I did not succeed in my assistance. I succeeded in both. Um, So you got two? None of my programs apply, so that's not a critical. So I have two. All right. On the cursory uh, scan, you do... This facility seems to be empty. You don't see any activity here at all. The lights don't appear to be on inside uh, the battery facility. The guardhouse here at the front appears to be locked down. You can look in the window. You do see some lights flickering in there, but there are no robots inside. I relay that to Mother Bear and the group. This warehouse appears to be empty. I'm not sure that we did we come to the right place. Rasputin, have you run a diagnostic on your GPS coordinator coordinates? system thing she only has a one on communicating so she screws these things up periodically words are hard i have not but i'm confident in my abilities secretly i'm double checking to make sure i drove to the right spot (laughs) (laughs) 
Doran will, as you guys are having that discussion, Doran will point out that there's supposed to be a street race happening tonight. It's quite possible that, that these fine folks of this facility might be there setting it up and all that fun stuff. Then that would give us the opportunity to check this place to see if the device is here or not. I'd like to access the schematics of this building as an engineer, basically helping to design the cities and stuff that exist on this world. I should have ready access without raising eyebrows as to what's being accessed. As long as I open the files on lots of warehouses, not just this one, I can then just spend the time to look at this one in greater detail. But that way I'm like downloading multiple warehouses so it would seem more routine than uh, necessary. Yeah, you can do that with ease. It doesn't even require a check. What you do notice is while the facility appears the same, the schematics that you got is for when the building was operational. And this building has been disused for probably about 10 years or so. So since before the awakening for, you know, it's been disused. So you don't know if any modifications have been made. You do know that there is a basic computer control terminal in the guardhouse that is connected to the building proper. Okay. We should be able to access more detailed information that's up to date from the guard shack. I know where structurally the building and how it was originally designed. In theory, structural walls and parts of the building should remain, but any facades, edifices, or extra decorative renovations would not show up in the information I have if they've been done after the point in time that my records exist from. How much of a lead did the thieves have on us? Not much. You saw them and you were dealing with Randolph for probably about 20-30 minutes. So not a ton, not a big lead. The other thing Rasputin would, would point out is that this guardhouse was once where like the batteries would get dropped off for other robots to take them and start refurbishing them so this definitely has been modified in some ways you can tell by the the glass panel to look out that you would assume that's probably bulletproof glass as well we might be able to tell when the last time this was accessed or if there's any documented plans of return in case there's any automated protocols set up I'm basically going to be using my protector trait to go ahead and let them do the investigating at the building and making sure that they don't come back early or whatever. I'm keeping an eye out on everything that's not the building right now. So is the plan to get into the guardhouse or are you going to go into the building proper? I like the idea of going to the guardhouse so we can get more information before we go into the building proper. But Mm -hmm. uh, again, I'm willing to go with the group consensus. Which one seems less dangerous? Definitely the guardhouse is much less dangerous than going into a perceived gang base. Yep. Then even though Mother Bear is, again, like focusing outward rather than inward on this particular adventure, she would say, you should start at the guardhouse. That seems to be the avenue which would have the most most success immediately. Then proceed towards the guardhouse. (laughs) So the guardhouse, it is locked. It does have a bulletproof glass window. You can try to muscle your way in, or you can try to finagle your way in. I don't know which approach you would prefer, and who is going to start that approach. Asking a question, does it seem like it's a mechanical lock, tumblers, things, or more of a mag lock of some kind? It's a magnetic lock. Excellent. So with metallurgy as a focus, as well as gravimetrics, I would like to try to manipulate and get the magnetic lock to release, or at least release enough where we should be able to open it. So I would like to take an action to work it to create an advantage so that one of the others can pull the door open. So this is a difficulty three operating to get through this lock. It sounds like Rasputin's looking to assist possibly. Yeah, I I, want to create the advantage to be able to do that. I don't know how, I'm not exactly sure if that's a separate task or simply an assist. I was thinking of a separate task to create the advantage. Using your, let's say, let's just make it a difficulty to analyzing task if you want to create the, try to create the advantage. All right. In this case, which will bring the lock down to difficulty two. Excellent. So in this case, I have pride in my work and my skill set. 
and so that would be a pride analyzing, which gives me a target of 12. I am not going to buy dice at this point. That is two successes, five and a four, not under, if you allow metallurgy, it's still not under a two. It doesn't really, it doesn't. But you have limited or cut down the difficulty of the lock to difficulty two for whoever is the one that attempts to pry it open. So what you all see is myself going through a bunch of attachments. You see a strange polycarbonate (laughs) alloy metal, and I start striking it against an iron metal, creating some kind of magnetic effect as I hold it to the door and step to the side. Pull it now. It should work easier. So Doran, Viola, who's going to crack this lock? I can. Uh, I will give it a one. Go ahead. No, please. If you are a better operator than I. Nope. <laughs> you have two momentum in the pool. Very well. I will give it a shot. So knowing that she's not necessarily the strongest and expecting this to be difficult, she's feeling a little bit nervous as she grabs hold of the handle and sets one foot against the side of the door and pulls back with all of her might. So I'm using fear with operating for a 10. And how much momentum do we have? Two. Two? And this is difficulty two. Um, I will buy one die with momentum. Anybody want to assist me with this? I can certainly help. Dora can assist um, Yes, I'm just sorry that I'm just not... I am going to... Let's see how I want to approach this. I'm, I like you. I'm very nervous that this is not going to work and you're wasting your time and... Oh, whoa, is me. But, so let's see, that would... Oh, that's not that. Okay, so this would be operating. So I will attempt to do fear and, and analy- operating, so. Roll it up. I have one success. I do not. <laughs> so this does pop and the lock is open. However, Rasputin, as it opens, you do note that on the control panel inside the guardhouse, one of the lights turns to red. Uh-oh. But the door's open. Uh-oh. We're in. What do you mean, uh-oh? And I'm looking for cameras. Uh, there is a camera inside the guardhouse. Uh, you presume there's probably also more uh, inside the main facility. Okay. I will walk over to the camera, turning my head to the side, and then put my back to it with the back of my head blocking the camera. So there's room for one other person in this guardhouse. What would you uh, like to do with it? There's a computer terminal here. Since we know each other, are any of us better with computers than any of the rest of us? I know that I don't specifically have. As a recycler, mostly I I recycle stuff. I don't do a whole lot with computers. And say Rasputin is probably the best at computer stuff with his engineering background, right? I'm more of a construction type engineering. Yeah, I can I can give it a try. It's horrible that we don't have a computer hacker with us, but we will see what we can do. And I will slide in there and jack into the computer. So it's a difficulty one analyzing task uh, to Mm -hmm. break through the computer's firewall. Okay. I'm very happy that my friends have, have decided to put their faith in me after the last time that I screwed up. So I will try to use pride and analyzing, which gives me a 12. And all right, so, okay. Have cocked dice. Uh, I rolled a five and a six. So two successes. Woo-hoo. Excellent. So you have one momentum floating. Let me tell you what you find first when you get in. So you've gained access to this computer. You do you do find that they they left here uh, like an hour and a half ago to go start setting up the the race, and then you find that there are two security systems um, that you could access here by spending additional momentum. Uh, the first one. Uh, is the cameras to the facility. Uh, and the second one is uh, the three uh, plasma cannon turrets uh, that are inside each of the three bays of the garage. There are weaponry here, large weapons. Um, we should 
disable those if possible. Yes, we. I will attempt to turn those off if that's what I'm understanding the implication that you were giving me. Yeah, so you have two, you have one momentum floating, and if you would like to access any of the systems to do anything, it will require one momentum to do so. Uh, okay, then I will so, access the system of the... So the turret is shut down. You also have one momentum in the bank that you could, in theory, spend to look through the cameras of the facility, essentially. Can you tell whether or not a vehicle arrived here within the last half hour? If not, then the stolen object wasn't brought here. Yeah, there's no evidence of a vehicle coming here in the last hour, or in the last half hour. I would use the momentum to look through the cameras just to see if there is anybody else here, and if so, what they might be doing. So there is nobody in this facility. What you do see as you are looking around is there's, there's an open room with some pool tables, and on the wall behind the pool table, it looks like a map of the city, and there are several jagged red lines that radiate that are drawn onto this map, radiating from a point, and that point has in scratched lettering it says "Not my fault." Tune in next week for part two of Sentience with Alice Bader. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram at TT Journeys, joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. Our full episodes come out every week on Friday. And every Tuesday features actual play and gameplay showcase episodes. Looking for early access? You can support the show and get episodes before everyone else at www.patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. Check it out today and see all the awesome benefits we bring to our supporters. Lastly, if you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible, you would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And we bid you fair tides, friends, for Legends Awaits.